0: Engaging Leader Podcast, Episode 187, Three Strategies for Achieving Your Goals. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at workforcecommunication.com. your leadership inspires trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Hey, Engagers, welcome to the show. I'm curious, did you set any New Year's resolutions this year? Or have you set any annual goals for your team? If so, are you still on track, or have you given up? According to US News, about 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the second week of February. Ouch! That's probably no surprise for most of us. I have definitely set my share of New Year's resolutions that didn't make it to the second week of February. Does that mean that we shouldn't set goals to improve our life or to improve our team's performance? Absolutely not. It means that if you want to be part of the 20% who do succeed, you need to go about it differently. I know it sort of sounds like we're just taking a glass half full approach here, but if, if 80% of New Year's resolutions are failing, then 20% are succeeding. And we shouldn't be surprised anytime we hear that uh, 80% of people are not being successful because it's usually the 20% of extraordinary achievers who get things done, right? So how do you make sure that you are part of the extraordinary 20%? How do you make sure that your team is part of the extraordinary 20%? When I look at my life or when I look at my team's performance over the years, I'm awfully glad that I have set goals at the beginning of the year. I have not accomplished every single goal that I've set, nor has my team accomplished every single goal that we've set. But I certainly wouldn't want to go back to where I was one year ago today. I wouldn't want our team to go back to where we were one year ago today or two years ago. We have accomplished an awful lot. We have actually moved forward toward the success that we want. It's made a difference. In my life, it's made a difference for our team. In this episode, I'm going to share three strategies that you can use every day to achieve your goals, to propel you or your team toward the success you want. And the first strategy is simplify I have shared before that there's a lot of research that shows that having fewer priorities will actually make you more productive. That's for yourself personally. It's also for your team. Being laser focused and consistent on just a few key goals or maybe even just one will inspire you and keep you focused to achieve something big rather than being diffused by many priorities potentially achieving none of them that's what the research shows that the more goals you set you actually accomplish fewer of them there's a video that i've created called the power of focus i'll put a link to it in our show notes but it talks about in that video i share research from franklin covey that says if you set one to three goals the research shows you're likely to achieve one to three goals If you set four to 10 goals, you are likely to achieve only one or two of them. So you're actually going to go backwards. Setting more goals, you achieve fewer of them. And the research shows if you set 11 to 20 goals, which a lot of us do, let's be honest, you will achieve exactly zero of them. In terms of New Year's resolutions, there has been a trend in recent years to, instead of setting one or more resolutions, to choose a word to help focus your overall year. And that's one way, it's a good example of how to simplify, to make sure you have a clear focus instead of having a dozen goals, for example. Or even one goal, necessarily, you're simplifying down to just a single word to provide focus or guidance for the year. Uh, Perhaps most famously recently, Melinda Gates, the co-founder of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, shared that she has done this for the last few years. Um, In the past, she has used words like gentle or spacious to help her resist perfection and focus on what really matters in life. And she recently shared on a LinkedIn post that she had picked the word grace to help her throughout the year stay present, to find a beam of peace, as she put it. to get her through difficult conversations or long days at the office. And at the end of that year, she found that it had been so helpful that when she went to pick a word for the new year, she couldn't come up with anything better than grace. It was just that was a it was, a, it was such a great word for her that she went ahead and used it for 2019 as well. If that approach sounds like it might be helpful to you, it's not too late. Okay, you've missed January 1st maybe, but you've got the rest of the the year to go. And a lot of people bounce around in January and start things really kicking off February 1st. This is an approach that I've used this year. I did not have one picked out on January 1st. It took me a couple weeks into the year to reflect on that. And I will share with you a worksheet that can be helpful in helping you figure out what might be a good one-word focus for your year. It's called the One-Word Action Plan, and it's a friend recommended it to me. And I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can get it at the website getoneword.com. I found it helpful to tentatively pick a word and then let it sit with me for a few days. When I did that, the first word that I had tentatively settled on, it didn't continue to resonate with me after a few days, and I landed on a different word, and my word for 2019 is connect. And for me, that's about making authentic connections with whoever I'm with in that present moment, starting with me, myself, and I, uh, connecting with myself authentically, uncovering the real me and making sure I'm living out my authentic self. I'm also connecting with God, connecting with my wife, my kids, uh, my friends and family, colleagues, whoever I'm with in that moment. Am I fully connecting with them, or am I getting lost in thought, which is a bad habit (laughs) that I have, I know a lot of us do, constantly thinking about the next thing. What's on my to-do list? What am I worried about? Um, how can I be more productive? I'll talk more about my one word and why I think authentic connection is a such a vital need in this world, not just for me, but for a lot of people. So I'll talk more about that in a, at a future time, but I just am sharing right now that that's my example of a word that's helping me find guidance throughout the year. I have lots of other things that I want to do, priorities and goals and so forth and I tend to be a, an achievement-oriented person, a task-oriented person. And so having one word is a reminder to me that connecting authentically is at least equal in importance as getting those things done. It's at least equal and, to a great extent, more important. It's more important that I connect with the authentic me. It's more important that I maintain An emotional connection with my spouse. It's more important than getting things done that I'm connecting with my kids when I'm with them. And being reminded by this one word every day, and I'll talk a little bit later about how you can make sure you are reminded, but being reminded by that one word every day is helps me stay a little focused on the journey, on making progress, on being real, on being fully present as opposed to getting lost in a bunch of tasks and goals. So that's one example for how to simplify, just bring it down to one word that applies for you or your team. Another example is just to have one big goal for you or your team. It's focusing on one, maybe two, three max big goals to keep your team focused. There's a huge power in just having one. And I'll put links in the show notes to some past podcast episodes I've done, um, like episode 168 on singleness of purpose, on episode 172 on building one powerful habit at a time. And I would recommend for you the book by Gary Keller, The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. But think about if we got nothing else done this year, what is the one thing? that would make a real difference. I've had clients who have had three or a dozen goals for their teams, and they tend to get frustrated uh, at the lack of progress over time. And it's okay to have some multiple things that you're working on or you're driving toward, but just having a single big goal that, look, a year from now, we are gonna really move the needle on this thing. This implementation is going to be done, and the, this is why it's going to be great when we have this thing executed. Um, I've seen over and over again clients that they might start, they might have the same three goals or five goals for two or three years and not really get anywhere. But then when they finally just said, oh "Let's just, all right, we're gonna focus on this initiative," and if we get these other things done, great. But this every we are we are definitely making progress on this initiative Uh, one of my favorite examples is a client who had safety problems and as you can imagine they had other goals too around productivity around profitability but they they just said look we have got to make a change and uh in our safety performance and we are going to completely renovate our culture and have a culture of safety and so they did things like they, made, they said, every single meeting that we have, we are going to share a story related to safety, um, either from our life or work. We are gonna talk about safety first before anything else. And that's a big secret is when you have a single goal, when you have a, that kind of focus, it allows you just to know that's the one thing I'm, that's the very first thing I'm doing today. If I get nothing else done today, I'm going to make such and such progress toward that one goal. And you can carve out the best part of your day where you've got the, the optimal energy and focus to nail it on that one thing. And then you can save, let the rest of the day be used to get some of your other stuff done on your to-do list. But just having a single goal, if at all possible, simplify it down to a single goal is very powerful. Number two is having a visual scoreboard. So I mentioned earlier part of the trick is just remembering having a reminder of this goal or multiple goals if if you do end up with multiple goals and um, it is really helpful for employees for your workforce to have visual scoreboards in a place that they see frequently and especially if you if it can be very visual not just I mean if if all you had is a a whiteboard and you're writing the certain, the goal on that or the metrics related to that goal and update those. That is helpful, but if you can make it more visual, like with icons or meaningful graphics, and if that is updated on a more interactive basis, it will uh, help engage people's attention better and keep these goals uh, higher, more top of mind. Now, how does this work, like for your personal goals? Well, I find it helpful. I have done different things in the past. I do use a whiteboard in my office for goals, and that has worked for me a lot. These days, I'm using an app and I've called Productive. And I will put a link in the show notes. I wrote a blog post about this app about two years ago after I had first started using it and discovered how much I liked it. And it's still helpful to me. I don't use it so I, I so for example, my one goal shows up every single day on this app with a little icon and I I can swipe it like I, I swipe it over to the right that okay, I was reminded of that goal today. That's just the start of it. I also put in other habits that I want to either start or maintain. And what's it's interesting, I actually have currently about 60 habits in this app in productive. And so someone'll say, "Wait a minute. I thought you just talked said you want to have one goal, but now you have 60 things in here." Yeah, that's because they're they're not all the same level that the biggest most important goal I have for the year or is that one word for me, connect, having authentic connections in the present moment. But there's other things that I just I want to remember and I have found that it's not so much I beat myself up if I don't do these things on the schedule that I have set for myself, but I don't want to forget about them either. I have found that it is uh, a lot of the times I'll have a healthy habit that I have started, let's say med- doing morning meditation, and I will be trucking along, doing that habit on a regular basis, and at some point I realize, wait a minute, I when was the last time I did that? It It, it wasn't that I purposely said you know i don't want to do that anymore or um i'm not motivated today and that certainly happens there's days where i skip something because i'm just not motivated that day and i don't beat myself up or i try not to beat myself up for that sometimes i do but i try not to beat myself up for that but i don't want to lose habits simply because i've forgotten about them completely had them drop out of out of mind and so i have habits in here some of them i do every day like i said meditation i try to do that every day um, I try to do yoga a few times a week. I do a six-minute workout every day. I shoot for six days a week on that, but it shows up on the app every day. And then some things I only do once a month, like I have a reminder, reach out to uh, my friend Sid, connect with Sid once a month. Uh, because I, ha- even though I love to maintain friendships and relationships, I get- we all get busy, and next thing I know, six months will go by. A year will go by. Two years will go by. Five years will go by. I will just forget to reach out to a friend and maintain a relationship. And so I actually have to had to just put it in here once a month, just do some kind of connection with Sid. And I have similar things with other friends. Some of them I want to connect with more or less frequently. Um, so I just use it. But it's basically a visual scoreboard. It's a if you check out the um, the link to the the app that I wrote about it, it'll show some screen captures. It's a cute little app, very, it's icon based, it's fun. And you just swipe to the right when you got it done. If you want to skip it for that particular day, you swipe to the left. And you only see the habits that you're trying to implement uh, on the given day. So, you know, if, if you're trying, if I'm trying to connect with Sid once a month, it'll, it'll, it'll appear at that time of the month. So that's helpful. It's it is, uh, it's relatively low stress. I will admit that sometimes I look at it and I think, man, I did all that stuff yesterday, and now I have all these to-dos today. And so the trick is don't think of it as a to-do list. It's just these are reminders of things that I would like to do that are healthy habits or goals that I have set. And this is just a reminder. If I don't get to it, that's okay, because guess what? My one thing is to connect this year to have authentic connection. So, number one is simplify. The second strategy is to have a visual scoreboard. And the third is noting. Uh, you could say noticing, but I like noting because that actually comes from the technique used in mindfulness meditation. And that is where you just notice something and then you. Observe it and let it go. Let that thought go that you just paid attention to. So you're just noting it to yourself. And why this is a helpful strategy is to help you stay focused on the journey as opposed to getting all hung up on the specific goal. Noting allows you to put more emphasis on the progress that you're making, on what you're learning, including learning from mistakes and on the experience. And those are all more important aspects of life and business than getting a specific result done. Yes, if you are running a business, running a team, you can't go on forever without making profit. <laughs> you got to have a profit. But if all you're focusing on is profit, your team is not going to stay healthy and you'll probably fail at some point. It's more important to pay attention to the experience that you and your team are having and that you're providing for your customers or clients. So that can just be reflecting, uh, maybe it's once a week at your team stand-up meeting, how did we do last week on progress toward our goal, and is there anything we can learn from that? In my personal life, I find it helpful for some habits or goals that I have to have an accountability partner. And so I will note out loud, basically, to them. Uh, I might send them a a voice message on Voxer and just say, hey, this is how I did this past week. Or when I have a big failure, uh, for example, on a, a healthy eating goal, my sister is actually my accountability partner on that. And if I really blow it one day, I will send her a message and just let her know that. And that helps me just express the, the feelings I have about that. So I don't start feeling ashamed, I guess. And it feels like I have more support and community. Here's someone who understands she's not going to beat me up uh, about it, but she does know what my goals are, what I'm, what I'm heading toward. And also usually in that time, I will dig into what were the underlying psychological things that, that are happening. Usually what, what was the, what were the emotional needs that I had in that moment? that caused me to not have the self-discipline that I want to have in the area of healthy eating. So I'm basically no, I'm learning from the experience. I'm noting it, I am uh, expressing it either to myself or to an accountability partner, and then I'm moving on. Another example is this past weekend, my wife and I sat down to play a game with a couple of our kids. Uh, it was a, a board game based on Harry Potter. The kids picked it out. Uh, I was not very interested in it. I I read the books, Harry Potter, I saw the movies, liked them, but I didn't really want to do a trivia game based on it. But that's what they picked out, so cool, we're going to do it. Um, But as we were kind of gathering together to play this game, I started thinking, well, what can I do at the same time? Because this could be one of those games where... There's a question I asked and then you got to wait a long time for that person and in this slow game they don't really not that interested in doing what can I, what else can I do? No, oh, I'll clip my nails. <laughs> so I'm you know the game gets started and I'm clipping nails. Obviously that is a failure on the on the on the goal of connecting, right? I'm not actually being fully present with my kids, with my wife, not authentically connecting with them. I am multitasking, which doesn't really work. So I did at some point note what I was doing. I noticed it, and I put that stuff down and moved on. I I didn't beat myself up for it. I put it down, and I encouraged myself, come on now, stay fully present and have authentic connection with your kids. So again, noting, it's going to help you learn from your failures, learn from successes too. It's great to reflect in a journal, uh, it often organizes your thinking better, and I do that, but at the very least, i um, it's really most important, just, just the, the, the bar should be set really low, just notice it and then move on. That keeps the focus on experience, it keeps the focus on progress, and it keeps you from sort of black and white thinking, like I did good today, I did bad today. The year sucks because I haven't made, you know, I haven't been achieving this goal. the The point is um, to keep your focus on progress, on experience, and on learning. Those are three strategies for achieving your goals. I have used these myself. I've used them with clients. They work. I encourage you to give them a try. Simplify, visual scoreboard, and note. And I'll put links to everything I mentioned, the resources in the show notes for this episode. That's going to include. Uh, links to some of those other podcasts, uh, links to the app about the blog post I wrote about the app productive, um the video, the power of focus, and that worksheet, the one word action plan. You can find all that on our website at engagingleaner.com forward slash one eight seven as in episode one hundred eighty seven. This is a production of workforce communication. We are a team of consultants and creatives using the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well being and performance of their people. My colleagues and I partner with mid sized and large employers to attract top talent, fully engage employees, and achieve superior business results. In several areas, including employer branding, talent management, wellness, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at workforcecommunication.com. Our thanks to Cecily Leahy, our producer. James Marler, our sound engineer, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.